Welcome to Sounds of Encouragement, a podcast, YouTube channel, and other resources to help music educators and musicians find the support and encouragement they need to meet the challenges of everyday life in doing what they do best. Join us, hit the subscribe button, or click the links to find out how you can be a part of Sounds of Encouragement. Jennifer Fox is nationally recognized from her teacher resource blog, musiceducatorresources.com. She runs a successful piano studio in Arizona, has been interviewed on several music podcasts, and has written articles for several music publications. She enjoys presenting and creating music resources and curriculum for teachers to use in their studios. Please enjoy this interview with my friend Jennifer. Welcome to Sounds of Encouragement. My name is Melissa Slocum, and my guest today is Jennifer Fox. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so you heard in the intro. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad we found a chance to chat one-on-one. You heard a little bit about Jennifer in the introduction about her bio. And of course, most of us as teachers in the music teaching world know Jennifer from all the different incredible things that you have done in your career so far. Uh, and I actually just sat down with you last fall. You were gracious enough to do a uh, discussion uh, for our Georgia Music Teachers Association and join a few other folks with me. And that was really the first time I had a chance to interact with you one-on-one. -on -one. Thank you for doing that. And I have been a longtime supporter and, uh, you know, have bought lots of products along the way for my teachings and my studio. And I feel sort of like a lot of us sort of know you, but it's <laughs> one of those things where, you know, we see you on webinars, we see you on Facebook, we see you through your website and all the great materials you produce. Um, but, you know, not everybody gets a chance to just sit and hang out with you. So thank you for your time today. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, fun. <laughs> So when we talk about encouragement, and by the way, all of the, the work that you've done that I have seen has been so positive for teachers and so encouraging and uplifting for teachers and always as a way of saying, hey, here's what you could do. Hey, try this. Hey, do that. Um, it's that's part of why I wanted to interview you for this show, because all of your work is so encouraging and it is so uplifting. Uh, and I wanted to find out where that comes from. Where does encouragement come from in your life? Luckily, I, I'm pretty surrounded by encouragement. Um, my family overall is pretty encouraging and supporting. I've never had, oh, you shouldn't do this or whatever. Um, I, I would think that like early, I'll, I'll kind of give a brief um, history, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was when I was little, I, I was a very, very shy little girl. And, um, you know, as I grew up, when I became, uh, you know, an early teen, my mom would have me um, make phone calls. She was the choir director um, at church, and she would make me do phone calls <laughs> to remind oh, wow. choir members of practice. Well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, being a shy yes. person, <laughs> wow. I thought I was going to die. You know, it was like the worst <laughs> thing you could possibly <laughs> me to do and I would write out scripts like every word you know and everything and right right stuff. yeah <laughs> and um 
but it, it, you know, as much as I hated it, I actually thank her now for that because it took me out of my comfort zone. And I, I think part of, um, you know, encouragement and everything, it kind of goes hand in hand with being taken out of your comfort zone. It's important when you do get out of your comfort zone that you do have that encouragement, that support of people saying you you can do this, um, that kind of thing. So I think that's where it starts. And yeah. I will bet that you had a lot of people on the other end of those phone calls who were very uh, excited to know that it was you calling and not some you know, other voice on the other end. Did you get positive feedback in those calls? I did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, because it was adults that I was calling and they probably got a kick out of it was someone younger. Yeah. Reminding them. And And I think that helps to encouragement. Were there other encouragers in your life or other moments in your life that were uh, encouraging or that helped you kind of change a mindset or that were influential in your life? Um, the, I, I've had a lot of stretching moments throughout mm. my life <laughs> because, you know, I just, like I said, I, I tend to be um, an introvert. I'm very, very introverted. And so, um, I, I call those uncomfortable moments, my stretching moments, because those are what help make me grow right. and, you know, get out of that comfort zone. So I've had a, quite a lot of those stretching moments, you know, through, throughout my life. You've lived growth mindset before growth mindset was popular. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so were there any yeah. other people or moments that you wanted to mention or no? Um, hmm, not probably not specifically. I mean, like I said, my family overall has just always been a support to me. Yeah. 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 Friends. Well, so, you know, when we talk about encouragement, I always go back to expectation because I think sometimes they're two sides of the same coin. And I know in my life, I've dealt with other people who have tried to encourage me along the way. But I also know there are some people whose encouragement ends up being more like their expectations of what they want me to do rather than really being encouraging to me. How have you navigated that difference for your, in your life between expectation versus encouragement? Yeah, it's funny because I'm a very people pleaser Mm. (laughs) and I think a lot of us are. Yeah. And uh, so it's hard to, you know, say, oh, do I do what they expect and want me to do? Or do I do right. what I want to do? And But on the flip side, I'm also a very independent soul. Mm. <laughs> and um, a little stubborn that way, too, as far as that independence goes. And so I might start out by wanting to be a people pleaser. But then my independence might take over and say, wait a minute, you know, and question it a little bit. And I've noticed that the older I get, the more I that independent side takes over then and then I'm like, hey, I'm I, I'm kind of at the point where I don't have to be a people pleaser anymore. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I agree with that. I think you get to a place in life where you don't have to prove yourself any longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you know yourself better too. I think you get to be, you know, a little older, a little wiser. You know yourself, and you know what's really true for you and what you want to do. Right. 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 Yeah. And luckily, um, you know, my husband's a huge support to me as well. So when I, I do want to do something and he might question it a little bit, he never says, you know, 
you shouldn't do this. This is, this is my concerns, but ultimately it's, it's up to you what you want to do. So that helps a lot. It does. It does to have those people who can question, but not necessarily discourage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) So we've all lived through pandemic life and a lot of people went into complete lockdown during 2020, we're now in 2021. And a lot of people uh, had a lot of trouble in this last year. And it was financial, it was um, mental health, it was creativity, it was with their businesses. How have you managed to stay creative? And you just keep pumping out really creative stuff. I'm so impressed by all the things that you create. (laughs) How have you done it? How have you stayed creative? How have you stayed focused? How have you stayed positive through a global pandemic? Um, I think it's because I like helping others. And so my, that's been my outlet is to help, you know, help other teachers who might be struggling with getting through um, online teaching or, you know, whatever it is. Um, So I think, you know, so I kind of just forget about myself and, and do what I can to help others. Yeah. That's a huge motivator for, for a lot of people. Uh, Has the time now, did your studio flip to 100% online? Yeah, at, at the beginning. Um, I'm now about 80-20 right now. Um, okay. 80% is back in, in lessons and sure. 20% are still online. But but yeah, at the beginning, I had a flip. So and that was the first time for me to flip 100% online. I've, you know, had done online teaching before sure. and stuff, but never everybody. Right. So it was a little, you know, I had some adapting to do as well. <laughs> Um, just to get used to that 100%, because it, it is definitely a different, you know, a thing, different thing. Um, it you know, it takes more, I think, more out of you. <laughs> it, do- it does. So if I can ask follow up to that, what helped you stay positive through that? Because it is exhausting to go 100%. Uh, and some people, they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't get out of that kind of negative loop of complaining and thinking about how terrible it was. How are you able to not go there and stay positive through it? I think mostly for me, it was just, this isn't going to last forever. Mm. Um, You know, it's just get through it while we have it. And eventually, you know, things will go back to normal. And yeah, it, it, it lasted longer. It's still going on right now. You know, it's, it's lasted longer, I think, more than anybody thought it would. Um, but it, it's not going to last forever. And Yeah, yeah. And yeah. did you find that there were some positive things that came out of, out of it for you and your teaching? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was very interesting to see the home environments of my mm. students and what they were practicing on and yes. and kind of what even what room they they practiced in, you know, that was yeah. interesting. You know, I had a lot of students that there's they were practicing in their bedroom or, or next to a TV and and even during lessons I would hear that TV right there, you know. Yes. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to see that environment and kind of understand a little bit better. I think it's so important to, to have that look and, and understanding and it helps to say, okay, that's what's going on. It, it does. Uh, you know, I want to dwell there just for a second because I think that does change 
how we approach our students because when we see their environment, like we can have them in person and lessons and we can talk to them. How did things go this week? You know, how did practicing go? Um, you know, how did this piece work for you? Um, you know, what's going well, what's not going well, but until you really see the environment that they're in and what they have to work with, it's hard to quite grasp what exactly contributes, I think, to the challenges that they have. Right. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think it, might, it plays a big role. It does. Yeah. And so what, how has that changed your teaching in any way? I'm just more understanding, you know, just um, not getting as frustrated probably of certain things. So yeah. yeah. And Another benefit. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, because you're asking about benefits. Another benefit I found is um, independence, because mm -hmm. they were had to be in charge on that end. <laughs> yes. So it helped with that. Yeah. And now I don't know if you found this too, but when they come back to in person lessons, and you say, Oh, you know, let's look at measure 12 or whatever, they instantly just go there. They don't, they don't look at you like you're speaking a foreign language anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yep. And I have also found, I don't know if you found this, but when they came back to in-person lessons, and I'm about 50% online, 50% in studio, uh, when they came back to in-person, I found that they were doing a lot more independently in terms of marking their own music. Like they might make a little notation, like, you know, if they see a retardando, they might write in their music, slow down, instead of not writing uh -huh. Or, you know, not remembering to do it. Have you found the same? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I, I think the, the positives will carry forward if we can keep that going um, as we transition back into all in-person lessons. Have you thought about, are you thinking about keeping some online? I think there's, I, I've opened it, you know, even on my, re I have my re-registration, you know, mm -hmm. go out recently and on there was, do you prefer online or in person? So it was more of, you know, you have the choice now, what do you nice. want to do? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. I could ask about 10 more questions about that, but I won't. Uh, Cause I know a lot of teachers <laughs> are saying that they would never go back to online teaching once they're back in person. And it's interesting because mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing. I'm offering people a choice of what they want to do because I, I, I know, and I live in a suburban area and traffic can be horrendous. And one of the biggest things for parents is if I don't have to drive my child, that saves me a ton of time, right? Right, right. And I think that's what it is with the ones that are still online right now. It's just the convenience factor is, yeah. you know, why they're not back in person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Well, good for you. Uh, there are um, usually some things that people go through when they're, you know, going through a pandemic like we have. And, you know, we've seen a lot of losses. We've seen a lot of mental health issues. We've seen people lose their businesses. We've seen just, um, you know, things that we've never experienced before in our industry and in industries similar to music and music teaching and entertainment. What kinds of advice or encouragement or support would you have to offer people who really are not where you and I are, but who are kind of still struggling and maybe considering closing the doors? Um, well, 
a few years ago, I had started to choose a focus word for the year and mm. it seems to be more, you know, a popular thing to do now. <laughs> Instead of creating a new year's goal, you create yeah. a, a word. <laughs> right. Well, this year, um, my word is grace. Mm. And so my encouragement to anyone who's struggling um, is really to give yourself some grace. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be perfect. Um, and on that same note, it goes both ways. Um, it's important for us to give others grace um, in the same way we would want to receive it. And so when you're having problems with a student or a family for whatever reason, um, kind of take that moment and step back and um, ask, you know, what's what might be going on? I mean, communication is such a huge thing. It could solve so many problems if we would just communicate. And so yes. it doesn't hurt to ask is there something going on that I could help with and, and be able to provide the grace that they might need at that time. So I think, you know, it's a receiving and a, a giving. Yeah. I love that you shared that idea of grace and giving ourselves grace and our students uh, and families grace, especially during this time, um, because it's not mm -hmm. going to be perfect. Uh, it's never going to be perfect, but especially during this particular time, it's not going to be perfect either. I wonder about, uh, you know, when you talk about uh, an idea of grace and communication, uh, can you give like a specific example of how that has played out recently in your studio? I know hmm. I'm putting you on the spot. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, for me, mostly it might just have to do with practicing, um, you know, kind of, I, I have noticed that as the year goes on, the the practicing goes down and, and things like that. And that's typical anyway, because uh, I try to do these little challenges and stuff to pick right, it back right. up. But um, I think when you find out what might be going on behind the scenes of why that's going on, it's, it helps understand it a little bit more. And you're like, okay. And I, I've kind of changed my tune in the last couple of years. This kind of goes along with just practicing, but not being so stressed out about it because yes. I've come to realize it, this isn't my responsibility, whether they practice or not, yeah. it's up to them. And if they're still coming, even if they're not practicing, it means they're getting something out of the lessons. And so I just need to provide what I can at the lessons. Um, so it's things like that, that kind of open, you know, things up. Yeah. And I find some students are not really able to articulate or communicate, like you said, what they're getting out of uh, coming to a weekly lesson when it seems like they just aren't getting anything, but yet they still, they're still there. Right. They still show up. And uh, I think that goes back to that idea of, you know, we have to allow people that time and space to feel what they're feeling, to go through whatever they're going to go through. And I think when we reflect back on our own lives, we go, oh, yeah, I went through some really big ups and downs during especially middle school, right? Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think those are... And that's normal. Yeah, and I think those are hard times um, for teenagers and preteens. And when adults like you are able to just kind of sit back and let it be, I think that's mm -hmm. a really wonderful gift that you're giving to the family and to that student is to just kind of let them be okay and not be constantly saying progress, progress, progress. Right. 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 Exactly. And I do, I'm, I'm big on goals and making goals and stuff with my students. And I think um, part of that is getting them to be part of that goal making process, mm -hmm. you know, 
not just me, what I want for them, but what right. do they want? So, yeah. 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 We're very much on the same page with that. <laughs> I do have to ask you have, this is totally off the list of questions. And, and so this, if you don't want to answer it, if you don't have an answer for it, that's okay. But you are so creative and it seems like there is no end to the creative uh, solutions that you come up with, the creative ideas that you come up with, the creative ways of delivering content. What keeps that going? How do you keep it all, you know, going? It's like there's always new stuff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, because it's funny that you say that because there are times where I feel like I'm doing nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but, but that goes along with, you know, we're our worst enemy as far yeah. as, you know, things yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I think it's, I, I think part of it is I just get excited about the things that I create, you know, when I create a new incentive program or something like I, I almost wish I was the student, you know, oh, so I, yeah. I do things that are just like, oh, this would be so fun. And it's funny because a lot of these ideas um, come up when I'm taking a nap or laying down. Like I tell my husband, because I, I take daily naps. I think they're very, mm -hmm. very important. Mm -hmm. And my mom, she, I grew up with my mom that always took naps. And so okay. you know, I take my naps. And <laughs> But I've learned that that's where my creativity like sparks. That's where I get my ideas is when I'm yes. laying down. So I told me sometimes I have to just go lay down because like if I'm really overwhelmed and all the stuff's going on, I'm on my computer and I'm just, I'm like, okay, I need to lay down for just, just to be horizontal yes. and just take that time to just, you know, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of usually where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And wasn't there, oh, shoot, now I'm losing where this came from. I want to say it was an MTNA presentation, or maybe it was in my own Georgia State present, uh, teacher that did a presentation about there's actual research when it comes to memorization. She was talking specifically about when you when you're memorizing music, that those periods of rest and taking naps and shutting the brain down are actually one of the most important parts of the process when it comes to memorizing or learning something new because you need those breaks. And I think that's the same, similar to what you're talking about because I go through similar periods, I feel like, but I'm not as good as you about taking naps every day. <laughs> so then how do, you, how do you capture those ideas, you know, when you're getting up from your nap? How do you capture those? Um, well, sometimes I have a little notebook that's next to my bed. So if I do have an idea, especially if I wake up in the middle of the night with something, because yeah. <laughs> that happens sometimes too, um, I'll scribble it so I could at least remember some stuff and <laughs> not for totally forget it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll have that and then I'll, um, or, you know, if I go to my computer or whatever, I'll, I'll write it down, but I try to note, note it because if I don't, I'll forget it. I've, I have forgotten a lot of things just because I haven't written down. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a great problem to have as a creative is to always have too many ideas, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. 
We are going to switch over to some of the music and the songs that you find encouraging. And so I'm going to share screen here and we're going to listen in and we can only play just tiny little clips of these. Um, so my apologies that we can't play the whole song, but go and listen to every single uh, one of these on Jennifer's playlist. I'm telling you, you will be inspired and it'll be fun and you'll get up and dance. So here's your first one, <laughs> Footloose uh, from the soundtrack and the music is by Kenny Loggins. Here we go. Oh, I hate to stop all of these, <laughs> but I was over here cheer dancing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Tell us about you this. Can't help it. This you. is my get up and dance song. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, my get up and dance song. I'm not kidding. No matter where it's playing, I have to stop what I'm doing and get up and dance. And if I'm in my car, because this happened actually this last week, it, it came on <laughs> in my car. <laughs> And I like turn it up and I'm dancing in the car. Like I cannot not move to the side. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's an instant yeah, mood This is booster. my 80s. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I'm glad somebody else along with me is still in the 80s on some things because, you know, those of us who yes. are, what's the word now? Mature? <clears throat> uh, <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> someone else yeah we had to have some 80s representation <laughs> yes exactly okay so let me share this next one we're gonna take a sharp turn here and this is um you know a little more spiritual here so this is hillary weeks beautiful voice and this is the chorus to he hears me here we go i'm never let us stray he hears me So beautiful. Yeah, she's she's my favorite Christian artist. She just, oh, and, and she's a really, if you follow her on Facebook or anything like that, she's just one who just uplifts you know, mm. her personality as a human being is just, she's constantly just a positive, motivating, you know, person. <laughs> and her music is just you know, one that you can relate to and, and it just helps. Yeah. Helps uplift. <laughs> Did this song enter your life at a particular moment or what surrounds that for you that you chose that particular song? This has been uh, probably one of all my uh, favorites of hers um, as far as the song goes. And yeah, I think it's just, it's that particular song. I don't remember what I might've been going through, but it definitely spoke to me. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things that, you know, when you're going through a hard time, it speaks to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to just spend a moment here too, because I think that people when they've gone through adversity or when we've come through hard times or going through hard times, like a lot of people have been during the pandemic, um, not only do we need encouragement, uh, but we find that getting through that period of time, getting through that turmoil is what helps produce more 
hope, more encouragement, more, uh, more of an ability to stick with it and get through things. Um, and has that been your experience that when you've gone through hard times, it's actually helped you? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great outlet and to help. And I also sometimes wonder too, because I, I talk to a lot of different people and <laughs> a lot of people think, well, you know, it's hard when you're young, but then when you're older, it just gets easier. And it's like, yeah, you can keep thinking <laughs> that, but. <laughs> it's different. It's just different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You have different uh, challenges as, as you get older. Exactly. And, and I hear that too with, you know, young parents and, and, you know, parents who have teenagers and parents who have adult children. Um, a lot of people will say, well, enjoy it now, enjoy it now, enjoy it now. And I'm like, well, it, it's all good and we're going to enjoy all of it. Yes. But each time has its own challenges and its own unique things to deal with, I think. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because both my kids are adult adults. And, mm -hmm. and I thought too, you know, when I was younger, I thought, Oh, when they're adults, we won't have to worry as much. Huh? Yeah. That is not true. Yeah. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Always looking out, right? Always looking out. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it just changes. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So let me move over to this next, um, song choice here and wow what a great choice this is from the musical wicked and if you don't know the song uh soundtrack by heart wow uh one of my favorite songs as well this is defying gravity so we'll just listen to a quick little bit of this and then we'll let you talk about it Oh, okay. I want to play that all the way to the end, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Wicked is my favorite musical. I saw this in New York City, and um, so on the official Broadway, and wow. I just love it. I love all the songs with this, of course, is my favorite one, and I just love anything that just, oh, you know, that uplift and that you can do this and you're, you know, against all odds or you are important or anything with that uplifting message. Yeah. Is one I just, you know, gravitate th through. This <laughs> particular song has every single possible, like, you know, powerful moment and element to it. It has a little spoken word and it has great orchestration and instrumental solos and just, you know, the back and forth. And just, it's so, so over the top powerful. It's like, how can you not be uplifted and, and encouraged after, you know, hearing this, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great. Awesome. <laughs> great choice. Wow. Uh, all right. So now we're going to move on to Imogen Heap. And I had not heard of her. You have introduced me to a new artist and I love this now. So this is her uh, song, Good Night and Go. Here, we'll listen to a little clip and then I'll let you talk about it afterward.
Oh, I have to stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she has a lot of good ones. Definitely um, check out her other stuff. She um, is not, I think she's starting to become a little more known than she was at the beginning. When, uh, when I found out about her, I actually found out about her through my husband. And at the time, I don't think very many people knew about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is known... Uh, more people are knowing about her because she has these musical gloves that she's invented. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, they're called Mimu gloves, M-I-M-U. Yeah. And like, she'll just do all these cool things with them and it makes sounds and music and all this stuff, just moving her hands and, you know, doing this. And it's really cool. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I read a little bit of her bio and she's also very much into like sound engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a barn, um, you know, that she, where she records, and I think she probably has other people record, and then she has another, I can't remember what it's called, it's like a circular thing, um, that also a recording studio. And yeah, so she, so she does that a lot. And I haven't listened to the entire album, but I'm going to. I'm going to listen to this whole album actually um, this weekend. That's on my playlist uh, because I'm so curious now. Just from hearing this first song, and you know, go listen to it. It'll it'll be linked in the show notes. Uh, the sound production. It, it's so obvious now that I know that she's into the sound engineering and sound production is so well done in the music. And it's it's mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of the sound production that we hear now. I feel like is engineered so that you only really hear the singer's voice and there's so many layers to what she does and it's so cool to hear all of that yeah I mean you could take away her voice and just be like whoa this is so cool right you know it's just on its own yeah yeah oh I love that I can see why you chose that because and you've introduced me thank you to a new artist because I really really great sounds uh what so is there a mood that you are in when you kind of pull up her stuff? Um, we listen to her a lot, like when my husband go on road trips and stuff. Uh, so yeah, we'll listen yeah. to her on road trips and stuff. You know, that's usually a lot when we do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it could be any just you know, a background, you know, yeah. if you want to listen to music and just be doing things. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Uh, okay. So last song here that we're going to share is a jazz, jazz group, Garden of Babylon by the Rippingtons. Here we go. Oh, go listen to this whole thing. It's so good. <laughs> Talk about this one. Oh, my goodness. It was really hard to choose a Ruffington song because they, like, I don't think they have a dud. <laughs> because <laughs> they just, they are an awesome jazz group. Um, I would, they're ones that I would love to see in person, you know, mm. uh, perform. I've never, you know, seen that. But um, they were actually formed in the 80s, and they're still 
around. I think their last album was in 2019. Okay. So um, not too long ago, but yeah, they're still around and they're great. <laughs> so what attracted to you, you to that particular sound? Um, well, again, my husband, <laughs> he'll, he, uh, he is a big Rubington's fan. And so he okay. introduced me to them and, you know, that's how I started listening to them. But yeah, they, like I said, they just produce so many great pieces. It's so cool to me because, um, I think I had only heard maybe one other tune in passing years and years ago of theirs. And they, at the time I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of like funk, you know? It's, I, I wasn't sure if it was jazz or funk or, you know, exactly what it was, but it had a lot of, a lot of soul and a lot of funk in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it also depends on their piece, you know, the piece too, cause they sure. have different styles, but the, the thing with theirs is it's not, it does definitely has different flavors in their, in their jazz. Yeah. So, so a you good do have I some different things coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, which I love. And I love that you have such diversity. I mean, most of us do have really diverse listening tastes. Um, what is, like, when you're, when you're just kind of, you know, in your introverted times and you're just kind of like, oh, wow, that was a day, what's your go-to? <laughs> so, like, if I'm having a teaching day where I just, after I'm done teaching, I just need some music, and I'm in the kitchen, and then I tell Alexa to play something, mm -hmm. I usually tell her to play um, musicals, so usually oh. musicals is my first um, thing. <laughs> so play me some musicals. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's usually the number one, but then I also like, of course, 80s, that's, uh, yeah. you know, when I tell her genres, and I like 60s, oh my goodness, yeah. I just, every decade, this yeah. year, my students have been learning every decade for, every decade of music for the last 100 years, Wow! and it just has reminded me of all this good music every decade has produced. Yes. <laughs> so much. Yeah. That's really interesting. I love that you go to musicals because, I mean, it's so well written, most of it, and so incredible, and so many great pieces come out of musicals. And um, yeah, I, it's interesting because then when I'm cleaning, I listen to 60s. Like if I'm okay, really yeah, I love 60s. Titanic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the beat or something that keeps me moving. Like, uh -huh. I'm gonna clean this stove and. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so much great music. Thank you for sharing those and how they have uh, been encouraging in your life. Before I let you go, is there anything else that you would want to share with music teachers or musicians uh, that is supportive or encouraging? Anything else you want to leave people with today? Um, I, I strongly believe that where there's a problem, there's always a solution. So it's mm. just a matter of finding that solution. Um, I, I think even if you fail, as long as you fail forward, yes. you're okay. Because when we fail forward, we're learning and we're growing from it. So that's the key. So can you describe that just a little bit? What does it look like to fail forward instead of do something else? Fail, failing forward means um, definitely you're, you're learning from it. So why, you know, why did this not work? What can I do? to change or adjust it, or you're growing from it, you know, um, and again, that goes along with learning, mm -hmm. but that you're, you know, 
saying, okay, this isn't going to stop me. Failing forward is not a, forward's the key word because fail just seems like a stop word. I failed. Boom. I'm done. But forward, no, I'm not done. This isn't the end. I could keep trying. Yes. It's just another trial and error. It's another step in the process. Yeah, exactly. I love that that attitude has just, it seems like it's just been part of your whole life. And, you know, I said it earlier in the hour too, that it seems like you were living growth mindset before growth mindset became popular. And, you know, do you look back and go, wow, you know, I really did have this attitude instilled in me from a young age? Yeah, I've always, growing up, I was more of a, um, was a half full kind of personality, you know, the cup is half full. So I think that's helped. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I encourage all of you who are watching or listening to this episode. um, First of all, you know, take Jennifer's experience and her wisdom to heart, because I think falling forward and failing forward is a good way to go. Um, And just, you know, look at all the different things that she has done in her life. Uh, You can take a look at her resources. You've uh, seen the links uh, and they'll be at the end of the show as well. And in the show notes, musiceducatorresources.com. She has tons of things available for you. Uh, I'll I'll tell you what, I have gone up sometimes when I've been like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm out of energy for this lesson. And I have this mm." and I'll go to your website and I'll find something and be like, yay, Jennifer has something for me. And I download it quick and I use it. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I feel so much better. I'm like, somebody else had the exact same problem and solved mine in that moment. So thank you for years and years worth of fabulous resources. Good. I'm glad it can help. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> All right. We are going to wrap up today's episode. Again, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you are an encouragement to so many of us in the teaching industry and that your words and your time uh, and your wisdom and your experience will help uplift a lot of people, uh, especially at this particular time uh, in the world. So again, thank you for joining us for Sounds of Encouragement. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions or any feedback, soundofencouragement at gmail.com is the place to find me or just leave those comments uh, and leave those positive reviews. And you can find the podcast on any podcast platform you use and on the YouTube channel. So that's all for us today. Thanks for joining us. Take care. <laughs> Sounds of Encouragement is hosted, edited, and produced by Melissa Slocum. Music composed by Melissa Slocum and Steve Trussler. Music produced by Steve Trussler. For questions about the show or to get involved or be a guest, email soundofencouragement at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and leave those positive reviews wherever you get your podcasts. Special thanks to Steve Trussler and Christina Lupriori, who encouraged me to do this. If you have found value in these episodes, please let me know through the comments, reviews, or via email. And if I can do anything to support or encourage you, please reach out and let me know. Thanks for listening.